nice music there on Movies in 4K. I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Phantom. And this is episode 116 with a major announcement, Phantom. Go ahead. All right. Our website is moving on May 1st. All new episodes must be listened to or downloaded from there. So you need to bookmark this site. Link is on the current website at BillShetty.com. The new website will be MrBillShetty.wordpress.com. So please go there now because that's the only place you're going to be able to listen to our new episodes. And what about all the old episodes? Will there be there too? Everything will be there. The 4K grading scales, everything we've covered. All episodes will be there. All the archives of all the old podcasts will be there. Guestbook? Guestbook, no. <gasps> But we do have email links. Okay. So you'll be able to email us directly. And if you want to, do that. And we'll read it on the air during the next episode. We're going to continue to stay with one a month, approximately. Mm -hmm. With the three reviews, the same theme going on. It's just we're moving to this free website and you got to go to the free website on wordpress.com to get our episodes. So we're not going to be listed on Spotify and iTunes and all that anymore. You got to go to the website. But we do want you to reach out and email us if you got a thought or a suggestion. So this is kind of a special mid-month episode. So let's get it ready right now and finalize this creepy track. Alrighty, Lady Phantom on 116. What are we covering? We are covering your favorite movie ever, which is The Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. It was a good year. Yes, this is the <laughs> second 4K release of this. Yeah. And we're not going to dive so deep into this synopsis and all that. We'll cover some pros and cons. We're going to do it that way. But we have an episode that was recorded 10, 12 years back that walked this movie through step-by-step step with eight hosts. Which I did not do. Yes, she was pregnant at the time. <laughs> But that is in the archive, which is also on the new website. Remember, get over to mrbillshetty.wordpress.com and favorite that because that's where you're going to be able to get everything now because as of the first, bye-bye to billshetty.com. But yeah, it's like a three hour long episode. We walk it step by step. Here we're going to do a little bit of an overview and cover more of the 4K. So read the synopsis on IMDb. Five friends head out to rural Texas to visit the grave of a grandfather. On the way, they stumble across what appears to be a deserted house, only to discover something sinister within, something armed with a chainsaw. Yeah, and that has been modified many times over the <laughs> year. All right, director, Lady Phantom? Toby Hooper. Writers? Kim Henkel and Toby Hooper. And who is the star? We have Marilyn Burns. Sally Hardesty. Yeah. 
Edwin Neal. Hitchhiker. <laughs> Paul A. Partain. Franklin. <laughs> Alan Danzinger or Danziger or how do you pronounce that? Yeah, Jerry. Okay. William Vale. Kirk. Terry McMinn. Yeah. The, Damn. The upskirt. Yeah. Up shorts. The up shorts girl. Jim Sidow. 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 Okay. The cook. The cook. And Gunnar Hansen. As who? Leatherface. And don't forget John Dugan, who John played. John Dugan, the, gra uh, the grandfather. Who plays a rotting corpse, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look at that. Gunnar Hansen was so good looking. Like, you could never believe that. Yes. And not many of these actors are left alive. Yeah, that's true. Marilyn Burns recently died. Gunnar Hansen several years back. Jim Seidel died a real long time ago. Paul Partain, the guy in a wheelchair, he died a long time ago. A couple of the girls, I'm not sure. I'd have to look it up. But John Dugan, I think he's still alive because he was a young kid playing the, the corpse. <laughs> he's probably still alive. which is very very ironic yeah and toby huber passed away a while back so all right lady yeah. phantom now this is on your top 30 of all time movie top five i think i think so movies. yeah yeah so you know where these are 10 rated movies you know let's just go not walking it through we want you to go listen to that episode if you want an in-depth you've never heard it you need to listen to that because we walk every scene step by step and have thoughts of eight people so we're just gonna cover overall schematics let's say <laughs> and what is so good about this lady phantom what's striking what's the positives it's raw uh, the, the, the first thing that i think when i think of this movie it's that it's just raw and and real and very honest somehow like very realistic well i don't know about that i suppose so if, but it if feels we are, it right yeah that's what i what i mean with raw like like i don't know what happens the things that happen they are just very much to the point they don't waste time on the, like useless i don't know jump scares or it's it's just very simple if everything that happens is very simple and very real and scary because it's not out of the realm of possibility right and this is the most scariest horror movie ever made in my opinion it is just freaky from start to end i gotta point out the sound effects that toby hooper did all live action slaughterhouse sounds in this yeah the camera flash thing that's so iconic and every time I've seen this movie more than any other movie in my life <laughs> by far, and it doesn't matter certain scenes when I hear them shrills, I, I just get goosebumps constantly. I know when it's coming. I know what happens more than my hand. <laughs> I don't, but I but do. Yeah. And just the sounds just send me in terror and it, the shrilling and the pig sounds and the wails and the screeching and it's it's just amazing the score on this freaking movie yeah and and also like everything that surrounds the thing you know not, not only like leatherface alone but it's like the the thinking and the feel that like you can of course 
I mean, we know because of, I don't know, all the, the behind the scenes that, that we've seen throughout the years that it was actually very hot, for example, right? Um, but even if you don't know that, you watch the movie and you have this feeling that it's like sweltering hot. Yes. And you can just imagine being in that kind of environment and you feel oppressed. And it's amazing how they captured that back yes. then because this is one of only a handful of movies I can think of that where it feels hot like you start sweating <laughs> there's better examples of ones being cold in the snow where you get chills and uh -huh, stuff uh -huh. but for heat it's so hard to portray and these people are just sweaty and stinky all the way through you just feel it yeah it's like you can almost smell it and it's like literally Ugh. they were too because we've heard a lot of behind the scenes but you didn't need to when i seen this at four years old i knew that Yeah. You know, it was just so hot and decimating and and disgusting. Yeah, and lethargic feeling and it's just so raw. That was a good word, Lady Phantom. I don't think I've ever heard that used for this, but it, yeah, it's raw and feels unedited. There's a couple edits you could pick out when you because I've seen it so much and you're like, "Oh, there was a little bit of a bad cut." But it doesn't feel glorified it doesn't feel oh, yeah. shiny or anything not like at that. all not at it's all it's not top gun maverick that's Everything. so fluid <laughs> the transitions or so it no, just feels i don't want to say documentary style because it's not no or but not more towards that and a more home movie situation yeah, more that they even though we know like the dinner scene is so iconic that it took them so long to do but it didn't feel it it just feels like it was captured at once that is like it. a like a living nightmare actually that scene it's like it feels oh, so yes. horrible and terrifying and actually the only thing that like now that we were mentioning the grandfather the more i see it the less i believe that it's an actual living person <laughs> Well, that's the thing. They don't want you to think it's living. And he doesn't yeah. look living. No. I think that's how good the acting was there. That because I can vaguely remember first few times seeing that at a very young age, you think it is a corpse. I mean, you're not thinking that dude's alive. Yeah, and then he Because the grandmother's right there and she is literally bones. Yeah, she is a corpse. And then the and then he starts sucking on the on the finger yeah. of Sally and you are like, "What?" Yes, and I just want to make this clear because we've had some people try to denounce my word of Sally Hardesty. <laughs> Marilyn Burns, I think is by far not even close the best final girl ever in existence. The terror I feel with this woman is off the charts. I've never felt this with any other movie, Lady Phantom. When It's, it gets to the dinner table scene and all of her crazy. friends and families, her eyes, her makeup, the look of her face. I mean, she, she went places. I don't know who could go. And then there's the scene when she runs into the store after she's being chased by Leatherface. Oh, my goodness. And he yes. comes in with the rope and the bag. And you see her face and she's like, what are you doing? Like, that is, you can't do any better. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. I mean, she 
I was so scared for her, it made me scared. Still to this day, a hundred times in. Yeah, and then she starts getting whacked with the brooms. <laughs> Which is all real in this. Anytime they were getting hit with something or running through woods with Brant there getting marks all over them. And even uh, Edwin Neal, the hitchhiker, it doesn't show it in the movie. And this is one thing people have wanted for 50 years is that they wish they would have zoomed up on him when the uh, father was hitting him when they went back to the house because he was getting wailed on. And it's a pretty wide angle distance shot with headlights coming through it. Yeah. It doesn't really show in that scene, but he was down on the dirt or concrete and his face actually got burnt doing some of these scenes. Wow. Yeah. Like it. And that's, that's another word that comes to mind with this movie. It's mean. It's really mean. Like from the scene in the van, with the hitchhiker and, and, and them where, where they are like just looking at this guy who is doing things that they can hardly believe. And then the, the beating with the broom and then the dinner scene, like it's unbelievably mean. Yes. And I'll say lady Phantom also Pam is I very oh, rarely when she's trying ever, to get away. When she is kicking and screaming exactly like you would. I don't know how many movies where the person's like limp and like barely moving or screaming at a like she <laughs> is screaming and flailing like somebody would be. When he opens up that door and she goes running and he picks her up, it's so frightening. Yeah, because, I mean, you can see that she is fighting with her life to get away. Like, like yeah, she cannot do anything else. and I don't know else. how it could be any better. Like, these unknown actors, how they pulled this off is so raw and untapped. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I mean, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman couldn't do this work. And they've been in some horror movies, and they didn't show near the fright. I think that goes, I mean, obviously to the actors, but mainly to the director, like yes. who, who could express exactly what he expected from them. And a, another scene that also, I think it's the, the scene that, that like blows me away the most is that first scene when, when this guy enters the house, the very first one, Jerry it is. Yes. And, uh, and Leatherface just mauls him down with a mallet and he's left yeah, convulsing. Scene, yeah. And then he slams the door. That is and then, so terrifying. Yes, and that sound, boom. <laughs> I like yeah. to crank it up. Because yeah, it just shines so, yeah, it gets the thing you is, so quivery. Yeah, I mean, in, the, in that moment, you, like, in a very short amount of time, you notice that you're not playing and he's not playing and these people have no chance. And I'll tell you what, because people don't have that experience nowadays. I mean, I don't know many horror critics, podcasters, whatever you want to call them out there, my age or even older, that would remember what that felt like the first time you see Leatherface come out that door. This guy with a human skin face and a, what's it, the butcher's apron. Uh -huh. So freaky. I mean, you couldn't get more freaky than that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, you know that I only watched this very, I mean, not very recently, but only, I mean, not 
like when it came out. I mean, it's not more but than 10 I years ago. I personally don't know anybody critic wise that out that's out there on the airwaves mm -hmm. that has seen this live when it first came out, but me. Well, yeah, because it's it's my age, this movie, so. Yeah, it's 50 years next year. Well, it's from 1974, so, yeah. 50 years <laughs> next, next year. year. Yeah, but not yet, <laughs> not yet. Yeah, so, all right, let's wrap this up, but we got to talk a good five minutes about Leatherface because all the sequels and everything after it has yeah. made him the star. He really wasn't the star in this movie. People get it so wrong. It's about the family element and these cannibals. Yeah, like He's the uh -huh. most scary because he's wearing this face, but the other people are so demented too. Yeah. He's more just protecting his home. They're coming in his house. He's not going and chasing people. Until the end. Until the end. But he's protecting his home. They're coming in his abode. Yeah, exactly. It's not like and, other people and, that go after you. But. And unbelievably, because there's close-up shots with his eyes and teeth, you see this like he is wondering what is going on. Why are these people all <laughs> coming in my house? Because they're just walking in his house. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. And, and the thing is that, I mean, back then, once upon a time, this was not such a strange situation. But still, you know, like you just get into a house and you have no idea what is there. And, uh, and you're right. I mean, he was just there and you can tell that obviously like mentally he is not right and he is huge right and, and he super don't talk strong, right he, he just grunts talk. and stuff exactly and and it it just so happened dude that you chose the house of the cannibal family to get inside i mean sorry <laughs> yes because they were looking for gas because they ran out of gas that's how this all started exactly well uh, the, in there they had gone to to take a swim but the lake disappeared and they, well, just they saw didn't the find house. it they uh -huh. saw the house and they first. were like oh that's a generator because you can hear the generator and they go oh maybe they have gas right so they just go and or jerry he goes and enters the house because that's what people did i mean and it's like what? and in the 70s people did leave their house open we did all the time until the 80s i think exactly and it wouldn't have been strange to to just like like maybe knock on the door and everything but to actually get inside the house which nowadays is kind of unthinkable right but back in that day the same the same goes with hitchhikers because yes. like if people go and watch this movie today they go like but why did they pick him up because people did that it, it was not out yes, of... Yes, but I like yeah. the premonition with what's going on the radio there and then the one girl, Pam, I think it was, yes. that goes, oh, no, he's too weird. Don't, and they're like, we got to. It's 120 degrees out. You, This guy's going to bake. Yeah, and then the way she's talking about the horoscope... Like the the things she says are pretty much things that are going to happen. Right. Like everything is going, it's going right, to which is be lost by most this. on this movie uh -huh. because people ain't really into it at this time because this is early on. Mm -hmm. So it plays a part. Everything has a meaning in this movie. There's nothing that's filmed just to be filmed. 
There's yeah. no wasted time. There's no fooling around. You know, things happen for a precise reason. There's no extra exposition. Yeah, there's or no filler. Exactly. There's no filler. Like everything happens and, and it's there for a reason. And that's and what's everything. so amazing because you do get a depth of the characters, even though there's no deep background story on them. Yeah, I think the the most that you get or or the ones that you get the most from actually is Sally and Franklin. Like they have a very complicated sibling relationship. Mm -hmm. Like you can tell that she takes care of him and she is tired of taking care of him, but she loves him at the same time. And it's so strange and so difficult. And he's like a little kid, but also... Right. If they had paid attention to him, nothing would have happened. Right. And there's even the part when Franklin is scared out of his mind because she's going to leave him by the van. Yeah. She's going off and, no, no, I'll go. I'll I mean, it's so good. So amazing. Yeah. Like the way and, they fight and there's for the hardly flashlight. any blood in this. This is not a gory movie, people. Like, it's so overplayed like people have this name of the thing and think they're saying so much more than you are in this movie yeah i think that the, the thing is that you watch the movie like for the first time i mean there is gore at the end there is blood at the end but then it is so scary that in your brain it stays like a very yeah, gory you movie. are picturing exactly what's happening and i think it's full in your mind that it is so much more visceral than it is yeah. like with torture and stuff exactly which no it like it couldn't be further from the truth yeah just like the meat hook scene like people oh swear God, yes. they see it going into her no you don't but it feels it yeah because she acts so well and then immediately after he he goes to which is hilarious by the way like he goes to to uh cut jerry with the chainsaw and he's just cutting away but you don't see one blood spatter which is hilarious because you should be seeing it i mean he's already dead yeah because you're focusing still. more on her struggling like it's such a great shot with him down low in the frame and her like more in focus yeah and she's trying with all her power to to free Hold herself. herself up basically the, exactly and in the meantime this guy is going at it <laughs> with the with the chainsaw and you don't see one drop of blood yeah no we got off on a tangent here but what i wanted to spend a few minutes oh. on because it's so hard not to discuss some of these things is we got to discuss a little more with leatherface yes few minutes at least so yes. You see him in two flesh masks in this, the one iconic one, the one that's on our bodies, the one we got the tattoo of, the Funko one. and Well, there's actually two Funkos yeah. <laughs> to make mention. But the NECA one, it's the common, the normal one when you originally see him. It's the one he does most of the damage with. And then the pretty girl, the woman's mask at the dinner table. Yeah, when he's wearing a suit. Yes. So what would you like to discuss about his mentality lady family well he's just not all there like he he is not like he is very mentally challenged <laughs> to say something and apparent i mean he obviously grew up in a family that 
is not exactly functional. So I'm sure he and the hitchhiker, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing they're, bro- yeah, they're mm-hmm. brothers. Like they must have gotten beaten so much. Right. But Leatherface is the more dim-witted one. He don't have near the education and the cook, the father and everybody are in command to him. And, yeah. he's, and he acts like a child, like when he damages the door and the father comes in and like he shudders like a little Which dog. Which is hilarious. You know, like, like the, of, of all the things that, that you could say something like, look at your brother did to the door. It's like, who cares? Yeah, and the father, he, he stopped all of them. He took care of all the ones that invaded their home. And the father is so out you didn't let any of them get away but he wants to hit them so bad and torture them so then he goes to the door just so he can beat them yeah that that's the thing i mean you could you could see that that leatherface and his brother they grew up in a in a very very damaging environment so i mean when uh, and obviously you can see all around you can see furniture made of bones of, of both humans and animals and everything so when these people come into his house, he's not going to respond well. He's going to respond with violence because it's the only thing he knows. Plus, they eat them. So, there you go. Is that your ending on Leatherface? Is there anything else you want to discuss with Leatherface? I mean, he's just so domineering. He is the best horror character ever created in my mind. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, there isn't much more to say. I mean, they go to his house... He wants to kill them to protect his house. And then he goes after them because they are not just going to get away. And that's it. I mean, there isn't much to say about him. But yeah, I do and wanna... I'll tell you what, the scene where he's running through the woods after Sally, that is so vivid in my mind. And I've seen it at four years old. I can remember at the drive-in still today how absolutely terrified i was during all them scenes that guy chasing her like with the chainsaw in the pitch dark with that mask and the look and it's just amazing and that's why i said her character goes to so many places she's so horrified then she thinks she found safety in the store and that's the father like you had no idea in that movie none whatsoever yeah and then they put her through the ringer to, through yeah through the dinner scene which is and like that oh my acting goodness. there is the best i've ever seen i don't care yeah. what anybody says they can think i'm bs that is the best acting i've ever seen in a horror scene alone yeah i mean her eyes and give it credit to toby hooper some of these angles man it's just with the tears coming down and the wide-eyed and the mouth and the screaming it's with the sound is just oh yeah the most eerie thing and then, and then we follow with the with the worst stunt that has ever existed <laughs> through the window which was hilarious. i know if i had to nitpick that you could see that was a stunt woman yeah. i've said that every time i've reviewed I, it it's i don't even not know if, change in my mind i don't think it was a stunt woman oh, yeah, actually was. i think it, it was a stunt her. man Oh, uh, well, whoever was somebody yeah, with curly hair. With, I don't even know. With a wig, with a terrible yeah, wig. Yeah, I'm surprised they did the curly hair because that's what threw it off there. Because without the curly hair, you, I don't think yeah, you would have known. It just looks very bushy, that, that, that yeah. wig. Is like yeah, because she big. has such straight hair. Exactly. But then we come to another scene that I really like with the truck guy. 
Yeah. And uh, nobody still knows what happened with him. I know he just ran, and I like Forrest Gump. He just kept running. And uh, but no, the but best part of that no, is when, when he sees Leatherface and he goes running. Yeah, he just <laughs> like nopes no. out of there like it's no one's business. But my favorite part is when she gets into the truck and then she starts maniacally laughing. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's like that's that's what would happen. Exactly. I think. She acts so crazy because she's so elated to be away from this guy that she escaped the scene. Yeah, I mean she's still super scared, so but at in the shock. same time she's in exactly she's in total shock. Which is and, and, and that would be a way, you know, like the, the woman would be laughing, like cackling like like crazy, which is great. I, I, I think it's a, a very good ending. All right. Well you heard it's the best horror movie ever made. It's a ten, buy it now. <laughs> okay. To be perfectly honest, it's not my favorite horror movie, but I do agree that it's a very well made movie. And we didn't talk about the chicken. <laughs> talk about the no chicken. No chicken. Yeah, he moves the chick. <laughs> What's your rating? <laughs> 10, of course. But a little foreshadowing, Lady uh, Phantom's number one is coming up on 4K yes. next episode. So. Yes, yes, yes. So two tens. All right, let's get to the 4K. All right, the second time this has been released, the first one was via Turbine. It was a German distribution company which I bought for, I think it was about $80 oh four God. years ago. And it was terrible. It was limited, limited edition. Yes. And believe it or not, my favorite movie, I sold it right away within a month. I actually made money on it. I think I got over 100 for it. But that was Turbine. Finally comes to the U.S. via Dark Sky Films, funnily enough, a super low-budget indie movie studio and what say you it is very surprising it's much better than that than that last one it actually looks yes. really good much better but that let's this is no yeah high rated movie i mean but it's not universal let's say i wasn't disappointed i spent another 40 bucks because i did get the steel book because this came in non-steelbook and the steelbook version i think it's a, a good combination because it looks really good, but it's still very gritty. The thing with this movie is that that doesn't hurt it because it 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 feels raw. Yeah, the the one by the import. Yeah, that that was so grit. Like the four K just shined the grain, and it just made it so much worse mm -hmm. everywhere. This one, they actually did some color timing with yellows, and yes. it even feels hotter. And I want to say about four scenes when they're outside in the sun, they really blew out the yellows and oranges. Yeah. But it doesn't stay that way. It goes back to this not great picture at other times. Yeah, like if you guys have watched Breaking Bad, it looks like Mexico in Breaking Bad. Like really hot and really yellow. <laughs> yes, and that was the first scene that starts showing that. Yes. And I was like, wow, I was getting excited. Wow, they really did stuff with color timing here. Now, I'm not any sort of purist like a lot of people are out there, like with the Terminator 2 thing. Oh, my God, the blue's a little bluer. <laughs> no, I want a new version, better looking, visually appealing, clearer, more detailed. 
And when they added this coloring in the scenes they did in this, it worked. Yes. But saying that, they also black crushed several scenes. That's also true. Yeah, many things look like all the, the for example, the But it doesn't look gray. The other version was gray all the way through. Yes. There's no grayness in this. Exactly. And uh, like all that dinner scene that we were talking about, all the close-ups of the eye oh, and everything, look really that good. looks great. Yes. It looks very, very, very good. And and yeah, I mean, all that color thing that they did, it, they, it, it just makes it feel even more real. So uh, I would say that's a win. Yes, I'm surprised because I don't think Dark Sky has even released many 4Ks at all. And they blew away... Um, Who's the one? Arrow video and the other one. Well, oh. Arrow video is terrible. But like we we weren't expecting much. Actually, like my my expectations were very low. Oh, so was mine. <laughs> so was mine. And this does have an Atmos track too, which doesn't do anything just like the I other know, one. I but know. But I will say it sounded good. You know, it's not mono, but there's been five releases before this that has upsampled them, so I don't know how much they did with the audio in this version. Yeah, I mean, like I, I don't, I don't, I don't really know why they did the Atmos thing because it's not like you ever hear the the speakers on top of you, like not really. No, I don't remember. And you very rarely get surrounds either because they would have to actually make sounds, make new things because it would be cool when they're running through the woods and stuff here leaves them or and something stuff. Yeah. branches mm -hmm. yeah but it there is a little surround effects here the most notable is at the end when he's swinging the chainsaw yeah. it goes all the around you basically one scene for 10 seconds yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. i mean it doesn't sound like a mono track we can say that even mm -hmm. though you can listen it in mono if you want to yep um what else lady phantom the grain what would you how would you say the grain structure was well there are scenes that are very very grainy but for some reason it didn't bother me and also we cannot they lose did, perspective they that did denoise some of it they did and you cannot lose perspective that they recorded this in 16 millimeters there's not much that you can do like, if they really said, okay, we are going to denoise this and we are going to whatever, then you would only see soft things all the time and it just wouldn't work. Yeah, and that's why you're getting the black crush too because I could tell whoever produced this, they didn't want that grayness mm -hmm. because that's on every other version back to the VHS days and all that. It was a grape. It was never pitch dark. It was always gray. Very, like very a, dark gray. Yes, but that, but it suffers from black crush. There's a scene when somebody's looking through the door, you see no features, just like a halo and maybe some hair, like completely black crush the whole scene. Mm -hmm. But there isn't no gray. So overall, I would say, I mean, I wasn't expecting anything at all since the last version i'm happy i don't think it can get much better i think they could have been a little bit more fluid with the color timing throughout other scenes they mainly just did it outside to really denote this strong yellow sun the one scene lady phantom 
up towards the end, like last 30 minutes, when they're looking over and the sun's like halfway down on the mountains or something, that yeah. was a gorgeous scene. It was like an orangish. Yeah. Yeah, the yellow really helps. With yeah, this movie. Like, some scenes right, look right really good. Right in the good. beginning, if you've seen this movie on that, you're going to be, oh my God, that, that you've never seen that. Like, that, that was the first thing you've seen. I'm like, holy mackerel. Like, I was so excited then mm -hmm. with that. But like you said, if they denoised more of it, like you, you'd really lose a lot on this movie because they're just what there's not enough information on the film. Yeah, you would, you would. I think it would be twofold. Like you would lose features, obviously, on the the actual look and the scenes and everything, and also the feel. Like this in this movie, this movie is not clean. It should. It has no business looking completely clean. So it's one of the few movies where I can say uh, I don't mind the grain. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. But there was a couple scenes we said, "Oh my god!" That's like it so just true. it was looking decent, and then you're like, "Well, you didn't." You, well, these five frames you didn't do anything with. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's like you you wonder when they're sitting here doing this, like, "Oh, these we just can't do nothing with," and it it's jarring when you see that from a decent picture. Just like even on the highest grade ones, the ones why Maverick didn't get an A+. Plus, you know, because there was just some scenes when they went to another camera, it just didn't have the fullness of colors. And you notice that when something looks so good. Yep. But I think we talked about the 4K enough. We're spending 40 minutes on one movie. All right. So uh, you go first. What letter did you put on it? I think it's decent. It gives us what we expect from 4k it's not great but considering what they had to work with i think a c plus is perfectly fair wow you went higher than i thought i went with a c minus oh so it's gonna be a c yeah okay. which i think that could be a little high too i mean just don't expect much out of this that's what i want to say yeah. yes i mean I think we're a little higher because of the other one that was released before it. Yeah, in comparison, yeah. But in comparison with modern day 4Ks, oh, no. there's there's no comparison whatsoever. But you are going to get something you've never seen before in this. Yeah. That's a doubt. And for me, a lover of this movie, this was worth the $40. You can get it for 30 without the steelbook. I, I think it's worth it because I don't think it's possible you could ever see a better version. I just don't. So you ready to wrap it up? Yep. Let's All do right. this. What I'm going to end out was with a track that I made back on that episode I want you to listen to, Planet Macabre in the archives, episode 10, the full in-depth review in detail. I made this track for this. I'm going to end it with this track. Because this took me a while to make this. <laughs> One second and we'll sign out. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right, get over to mrbilshetty.wordpress.com, please. This will not be on a podcast archive anymore. So they're going to go bye-bye, but all the episodes are up. Bookmark it now before the 1st of May because it's going by the way of the dodo, lady family. 
Well, hello, mrbilchetti.wordpress.com. Yes, and email us if you want a request, a suggestion, or just to say what happened. All right, we're <laughs> out of here. We'll catch Bye. you on the next one. Bye.